0: Welcome to Life Church of Mobile's audio podcast. We hope this teaching will challenge you in any season of life you may be in. Thank you for joining us, and we hope you'll enjoy. Amen. Well, are you glad to be out here this morning yeah. worshiping God, praising Him, giving Him glory? Amen? Amen. What a privilege and an honor it is to come together with the family of God. And uh, we're so grateful for you coming out today. And uh, we just know that, man. I tell you what, God's already done so much in our worship today. But I believe He's, I believe He's got some more for us as we prepare our hearts here. In just a few moments, we're going to be uh, receiving communion today, taking the Lord's Supper together. And uh, I just know God's already done so much. But uh, I want to share my heart with you for a few minutes. And uh, I tell you what, before we do that, just uh, I'll let you stay seated, but uh, just put your hand on your neighbor's shoulder. Father, in Jesus' name. We thank you for a mighty move of your spirit that's specific and related to us. It's very personal. And uh, so, Father, we just release now, right now, that, uh, that special touch that comes from the spirit of the living God. Glory to God. Father, we, we receive that by faith for each and every heart in here. Father, And I know you've got something special and unique for each and every one of us. So speak by your spirit. Uh, begin to do a work right now that you, well, in fact, fact, Lord, you've already begun it, but Father, continue what you have started in this house and in this place today, whether it be healing or deliverance, Uh, Father, you are in charge, Uh, this is your house, we are your people, called by your name. And Father, we're going to go with with your direction in our hearts and in our lives. Thank you for a move of your spirit that continues on now as we get ready in just a few moments, Father, to remember everything Jesus has done for us. Now, Lord, thank you for a stirring in people's hearts. I come against every spirit of discouragement that would try to rule and reign over people, Uh, despondency, and those who have been really tired and weary. In the name of Jesus, Lord, I thank you that they're coming into a place of freshness, of newness, uh, there's going to be a release of your spirit, Father God, that, uh, that Lord, even some of them have felt, even said, you know, I just feel stale, I just feel this, but in Jesus' name right now, by a mighty move of your spirit, surge through the hearts and lives of your people, we pray. We love you, Lord, and we thank you now in Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen, amen. amen. Well, I don't know how much of this message I'll get to today. I'm not going to be able to do it all, I'll pick it up next week, but... I want to talk to you today about being persuaded. Uh, And it ties in with what we did last week. And uh, I just know that God is doing some things in this season of our lives. Uh, I'm so aware of his spirit is speaking and moving and challenging and changing and processing and just all of that. And so I encourage you. Listen, church, you need to stay sensitive to his voice. Stay sensitive to the voice of the Holy Spirit. During this time, you know, when our worship is, is going on out here, those are times when we're just we're just staying in his presence and staying sensitive to his voice and, and hearing what he wants to say to us. And I know that that what God wants to do is it's it's for us now. It's a now word. It's it's fresh and it's new and it, it's not new to God, but it's new to us. And uh, I just want you to stay sensitive to his voice because he is going to take you past the places that you've been before. Did you hear what I said? I said, God is taking you past places that you've been before. Yes, sir. Amen. You know, uh, I, I can't remember what, who, what the commercial was about, but was about. The name of it was Settlers. You know, we're not, I don't remember. But anyway, folks, let me tell you. In, in some ways, we're not called just to be settlers, just to settle. God's spirit is going to continually lead us forward. Yes, Can I get an Amen. And so I encourage you, stay sensitive to his voice, stay sensitive to the move of his spirit. And we've been talking about some words over this year, over 2019, about being intentional, being interruptible, investing, increasing, identity, inheritance. And last week we said, you know, it's important that all those words that we realize and know that love is the foundation for all of them. Did you hear what I said? Love is the foundation. For all of those words. Last week we talked about, we talked about the illustration. We, well, the, not just the illustration, but the story, I believe, out of John chapter 4 with the woman at the well. And we, we examined some aspects of that, how she had a love encounter. How she had a love encounter, listen, that crossed across the lines of uh, prejudice or uh, cross the lines of people who, who were saying, well, this group goes here and this group goes there. And Jesus just shattered it all with a love encounter. Amen. Man, and that ought, to be, that ought to be the testimony of the church. Yes, that ought to be who we are on a daily basis. We talked about that woman at the well. And, and, you know, she put down her water pot. She put down her water pots and she started drinking from a different source because she had a love encounter with the, with, the, with the love of God through Jesus as the gifts of the Spirit moved through him, as he got a word of knowledge for her, it, it radically changed her life. And, listen, and then it changed the whole village. Jesus, uh, Jesus ended up changing his entire itinerary, itinerary and staying there for two more days just because of the move of the Spirit of God that happened through this lady. And I know that God has love encounters for us that are waiting on us. Can I get an amen? Amen. But she put down her water pots and she started drinking from a new source, the well of God's love. And we said, what well are you drinking from? What is the source of your water? What are you drinking from? And I want to ask you this. as As we learn to drink from the well of God's love, it's so important because it changes everything about us and everything around us. And so I want us to drink from the right well today. Somebody say amen. Amen. But here's the thing. Ask your neighbor, have you been drinking again? (laughs) I hope you have. Now let's keep it in context. In fact, let's say, somebody say, I've been drinking again from the well well of God's love. love Now if you don't remember anything else today, you remember that. And just, sometimes you're just letting up folks know, hey, I've been drinking again. And I'm telling you, we ought, listen, we ought to be, there ought to be an overflow. Come on. Not just quenching our own thirst. There you go. It's, man, it's just awesome when you begin to drink from that well. Isaiah 12 3 says this, therefore, yes. with joy, with joy, You're going to draw water from the wells of salvation. Man, that freshness, that beauty, that glory. You know, those of you that have traveled any at all, especially if you get on one of these long plane trips and you've been going and going and going. And the first thing I want to do when I get somewhere is not necessarily eat. It is not even necessarily laid down. Andrew, it is turn that water on and get in that shower and get refreshed. Let me tell you, you're going to come into a place of refreshment as you draw water from the wells of salvation that Jesus has provided for us and for the church in this hour. And you know what I've discovered, coach, after I do that? I am invigorated and I am able to do more than I could before because I, I have been refreshed myself. Listen, as you are refreshed, you're going to be able to refresh somebody else. Somebody say, Amen, and let's draw some water from the wells of salvation. And one of the ways we draw water from the wells of salvation is when we're up here worshiping God. That's right. As you focus on Him, And see, that's what worship is about him. It's about focusing on him and praising him and giving yourself to him, putting your eyes on him because he's worthy. Not because everything in your life is perfect. Not because everything that that, uh, you think ought to be lined up got lined up. Even if you had a disagreement with your spouse on the way to church. Even if Saturday night was filled with some uh, tests and trials, maybe your kids are out here and out there and doing this and doing that. But to come in and to walk up here and to lift your hands and to focus on the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords and begin to say, Lord, no matter what else is going on in my life, you are worthy. You are a good God. I tell you what, I may not understand it all, but I tell you this, Father, with joy, I'm going to draw from the wells of salvation. Somebody help me preach this morning. May not even get to my notes. Don't think I will. That's all right. Therefore, with joy, you will draw water from the wells of salvation, from his presence. Man, let me tell you, we need those waters, those wells of salvation. And, you know, as I was getting ready for this message this Sunday, I knew I had communion. I knew my time was going to be shorter than normal because this is an important day. We had people to baptize. We have things to do. And I knew that it was going to be shortened. And I had a message that was going in this direction. But then, right at the last, and this is probably going to be the one thing I do talk about today, God stirred Ezekiel chapter 47 in me. Not Ezekiel 37, but Ezekiel 47, which I was... You know, I was like, wait a minute now, Ezekiel 37, 47. And then I remembered, oh, yeah, Ezekiel 47. Let me tell you something, church. When it comes to drawing water from the wells of salvation, most of the church today, and when I say church, I'm talking about all of us, the corporate body of Christ, has become an organization, not an organism. Let me tell you what, an organization can run off of rules and regulations and the plans of man. But Matt, an organism requires life. It requires a flow. It requires refreshing. Listen to this. Your life requires renewing. Your cells have to be renewed. There has to be a divine flow for life to exist. And the church needs to once again realize that the source of our life is to draw water from the wells of salvation with our praise, with our worship. When I'm in this word, oh, it is not rules and regulations. It is the spirit of life in Christ Jesus that has made me free from the law of sin and death. And, you know, when you begin to examine it, the way that we see that the church, by and large, and I'm not just... Trying to, to fuss against anybody. I'm just saying this is something all of us need to be aware of. The way that we can see that most of the church has become an organization compared to an organism is the fact that 99% of everything the church does could be done without the presence of the Holy Spirit. Just do it ourselves. You know, we got this little plan down. And, and listen, I am for an organization, I am for being. Organized as far as having a a plan, but listen the Holy Spirit birthed the church on the day of Pentecost. The Spirit of God was, was released, and there was a mighty wave of God's presence that surged through the church, and they could not do What they did apart from the presence of the Holy Spirit. And how are we going to do what we're called to do apart from the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit. And let me tell you, when I'm up here, I am just preaching out of my heart today. I do it every day, but I'm just really doing it today. When I'm up here worshiping, I am worshiping a God who is ever present who wants to do something today, now, I am not here to go through the motions. I refuse to do that. I refuse to give in to religious times where people say, just run them in, run them out, get them in, get them out, do this, do that. Oh, Holy Spirit, we need you today like never before. Let there be a mighty release of the wells of salvation. Tell you what, guys, we're going to change the title for the podcast. Change today to Wells of Salvation. I'll get to, I'm persuaded next week. Glory to God. It's good, too. But today, I'm going to tell you, we are called to draw water from the wells of salvation. Wow, look at this in, in Ezekiel. Look in, look in Ezekiel, uh, cha- what did I say, chapter 47? Ezekiel chapter 47, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, Daniel, all those good books there. Verse 1 of chapter 47, <clears throat> I have this visionary who gets a vision and it says, He brought me to the back door of the temple, back to the, or rather back to the door of the temple, and there was water flowing from under the threshold of the temple. Yes. The water's got to flow. Come on. The water's got to flow in the house of God when the body of Christ gets together. Now I know we're the temple of God in the new covenant. I get that. But let me tell you, when we come together corporately, there is something that happens where two or three are gathered in his name. Those are the times when the water is supposed to flow from underneath the door of the temple. Where it's not just contained in the house but it begins to flow in every nook and cranny and it it begins to be released as we are in his presence as we encounter him in our worship as we encounter him in our praise the water flows from underneath the door of the temple oh this is so good flowing from under the threshold of the temple toward the east the front of the temple and he goes, the water was flowing from the right side of the temple, south of the altar. Skip down to verse 3. And then when the man went out to the east with the, uh, the line in his hand, he measured 1,000 cubits. And he brought me through the waters. The water came up to my ankles. Let me ask you this. During this season, how much of God do you want? Let me tell you. We are in a time and in a place right now. Where people who have ears to hear what the spirit of God is saying are knowing that God is saying, come on, honey, there's more. There's more. I've got more. I want to show you more. I want to do more. I want to release more. There is more. Are we going to be satisfied? And in this hour, especially when it comes to our worship, especially when it comes to our encounter with God. Not just in this house, but in our daily lives. Am I going to be satisfied with ankle deep? Watch this. The man went out to the east with his line in the hand. He measured 1,000 cubits, and he brought me through the waters. The water came up to my ankles. Again, he measured, verse 4, 1,000, and brought me through the waters, and the water came up to my knees. Oh, baby, we're getting to where it's, I mean, it's getting deep. I'm talking about it's getting deeper. It's getting deeper. There's, there's, There's a greater encounter. And you know what I've discovered too? The deeper it gets, the wetter you get. There is no substitute for the presence of God. Did you hear what I said? Church, there is no substitute for the presence of God. The presence of God is what calls us forward. It is what what calls us out. Oh, man. Man, ankle deep. Then he's up to his knees. And not only that, then he said, no, it's up to my knees. He gives, he, and he goes another uh, step and he says, he brought me through the water and it's up to my waist. Somebody say, we're getting serious now. <laughs> I mean, we're getting serious about this thing. And it's up to my waist. Verse 5. Again, he measured 1,000. And it was a river that I could not cross for the water was too deep. Water in which one must swim, a river that could not be crossed. Let me tell you, when you get in the presence of God like this, when you begin to draw from those wells of salvation, honey, you're going to be soaked from the top of your head to the soles of your feet. Folks, we need a fresh baptism of love. We need a fresh baptism of the presence of God. We need a deliverance. Help me, church. We need a deliverance from thinking that we can organize God and get it all done. Let me tell you, we need the anointing more than we need an organization. We need the presence and the power of God in our lives. And let me tell you, every day I get up and I'm in trouble. What? Because if God don't come through for me, look out. I can't do what I do on my own. I'm not smart enough to do this. I'm not, sm- and I thank God I'm not gifted enough. I'm not smart enough. I can't figure it out on my own. Guess what that means? That means I get to get up every day and say, God, here we go again. Glory be to God. What do you got today, God? Because I'm out there. I am so far out there. I am swimming in the deep water. I can't even see the shore anymore. Somebody said, somebody say, get out in the deep water. I was sitting over in the office this morning just meditating on this and you know the Lord just by his spirit he, he began to speak to me and he said son ever great man and woman of God in the scripture or ever great man and woman of God that you know that has ever done anything for me has gotten in over their head That's right. That's right. Amen. Oh, well, I'm in over my head there's a song somewhere that says that in worship I've heard it yeah. folks let me tell you something we're going to get so deep in the presence of God and in the power of God that we're going to be saturated with his presence. And then we're going to reflect that same heart and attitude that the Book of Acts church had. Somebody say, yes, Lord. I was talking, to, we were talking around to Jackie last night for a little while on FaceTime. And they had something that happened in their church. And it was, I mean, it was a tragedy. And, and bless God, they started saying, "Dad, we just believe in God to raise them from the dead. Here's the thing. Anybody go, well. You know what we said? We said, amen, we'll agree with you. Yeah. Right. Right. You have not because you ask not. Now, you can say that's radical, but whatever you want to think, it's go, you go ahead. But let me tell you, why don't we start believing God to see some things happen that can only, listen, that can only happen by the power and by the presence of God. I believe that's all right. Somebody say, all right. All right. Says all right. And so we're like, guys, we're, they're like, man, we're just, just going to believe God, Dad. You know, we're just, we're just sensing God stir us. Yes. So anyway, he's, it's now gotten so deep. In Ezekiel 47, it's gotten so deep, he can't walk through it anymore, can't wade through it anymore. I mean, it's swimming time. Yeah, come on. It's deep. Yeah. Somebody say, I'm in deep. I'm in deep. Oh, I tell you what, say this. Come on in, boys. Come on in. The water's good. Come on. Mm, mm, mm. verse 6 he he said to me son of man have you seen this boy I hope you're seeing it I hope you're seeing through the eyes of the spirit I hope God is stirring you then he brought me and returned me to the bank of the river watch this and when I returned there along the bank of the river were very many trees on one side and the other verse 8 he said to me, this water flows toward the eastern region, goes down to the valley and enters the sea. And when it reaches the sea, its waters are healed. Oh, God, Verse 9. And it shall be. Oh, boy. It shall be that every living thing that moves, wherever the rivers go, will live. How many of you want to live? How many of you want everything around you to live? How many of you want to see a, a prosperous life, a blessed life, a life that is marked by increase? Know this, it is not going to be just by your smarts. It is going to be by the divine presence of God that comes when we draw water from the wells of salvation. I am preaching just out of my Because it's alive on the inside of me this morning, Keith. It's alive, brother. It is coming fresh from the throne of God. This is water from the well of salvation. This is not from me. Boy, he said, son of man, have you seen this? When I return, there were trees on this side and the other. The water flows. Every living thing, verse 9, that moves wherever the rivers go will live What's this? There will be be a very great multitude of fish. Somebody say increase. Increase. Somebody say prosperity. Prosperity. Blessing. Y'all are not all saying it, but that's all right. You'll get it. There's a great, very great multitude of fish because these waters go there. The waters of God's spirit that we draw on go there. And whatever area of our lives, watch it, that they touch, is going to be marked by, by the favor of God. It's going to be marked by the blessing of God. Wow. Because the, these waters go there. What's this? For they will be healed. For they will be healed. And everything will live wherever the river goes. I don't think I even put this, this note in. the, guy, the Guys, go, go on to verse 10 because this is important too. It shall be that the fishermen will stand by it from Engedi to Engalem, Engalem—I guess is the way you say that. We'll be in Engedi here in June. Get to see that. For they, what's this? They will be places for spreading their nets. Not net, nets, brother Bill. Nets, spreading their nets. Wow, there'll be places for spreading. Uh, Their nets. Their fish will be of the same kinds as the fish of the great sea, exceedingly many. Verse 11, and this is important, but its swamps, oh, and marshes will not be healed. Folks, there's got to be a divine flow. Stagnant pools don't produce the God kind of. You're not hearing what I'm saying. We are not called to be a stagnant pond. We are called to be the springs of living water that worship, that flow, that allow the divine flow to come through us. Stagnant swamps and ponds don't produce the kind of life we're talking about. We're talking about the kind of life of God that flows through us, that produces in it. Jesus said, my words are spirit in their life. And he also said, they'll be like a spring of living water that'll rise up on the inside of you. But its swamps and marshes, verse 11, will not be healed. They'll be given over to salt. Verse 12, along the bank of the river, on this side and that, will grow all kind of trees used for food. Their leaves, watch this, will not wither. And their fruit will not fail. And the next part of this verse is amazing. They will bear fruit Every month. I don't know. I, I've never heard of a tree that bears fruit every month. But that's what the Spirit of God. Oh, man. I'd, somebody would. You, how many want to bear fruit every month? How many of you want it all? How many of you want more? How many of you are believing for increase? How many of you are believing for everything that God got? I want to have a productive life, not just once in a while. I don't want to have a productive church just on Sunday. I want to get in that divine flow of the river so that I'm bearing fruit every month. My tree is green. My leaf is not fader and wither. And everything I put my hand to, it is prospering and it is successful because it is flowing from the life of God, from the throne of God, from the very presence of almighty God. How many of you are ready to go to another level in this? Deeper and farther and wider. Oh, by his presence. Listen, he says they will bear fruit every month. Watch this because their waters, their water flows from the sanctuary, the place where at that time they went to worship, the throne, the very throne of God. Their water will flow from the sanctuary. Watch this. Their fruit will be for food and their leaves for medicine. Healing. Miracles. Yeah. Everything that God has for us. Oh, church, we draw from the wells of salvation. We draw water, living water, from the wells of salvation. You know, and worship team, as I worship him, as we, as we glorify him, there is a divine ex- interchange and exchange that takes place. Don't allow yourself to come in here and be robbed of a God encounter because of everything that's going on in here and everything that's going on out there. Push through and draw from the presence of God that for me, let me tell you, there is nothing like getting together with the body of Christ and worshiping the King of kings and Lord of lords. And let me just say this. It is not just the appetizer for the service. All right. I'm going to hear a bunch of booze or what. He is the king of kings. He is the Lord of lords. There is no other God like him. He is the only true God. And how can we call an appetizer the worship of the king of kings and the Lord of lords? He is worthy of our praise. And there is a divine interchange and exchange that takes place. As we step out of those places of dryness, those places where maybe we've let the enemy talk us out of drawing water from those wells, where where we've listened to the lying voices and deceiving voices, and we begin to press through, and we begin to say, I'll raise a hallelujah in the presence of my enemies. I'll raise a hallelujah louder than the unbelief. I'll raise a hallelujah. Heaven comes. Here it is. When I raise a hallelujah, heaven comes to fight for me. I don't have to fight my battles by myself. I don't have to do all the warfare with my own ability. Man, I'm, I don't want to do myself this morning hardly. Folks, I am making a commitment that I'm going to draw 24-7 from the wells of salvation. I'm going to draw from those wells. I'm going to live and bask. I'm going to swim in the deep water. I'm going to press through to that place. How many of you believe in this house and listening to me online that God has more for you? God has more for you. God has more for you. There is more. I am not going to let the enemy talk me out of what God's got for me. And you know, in my own life, i tell you what I've discovered, worship team, is when I begin to sing and raise a hallelujah, when I begin to lift my voice, heaven's reality becomes so real to me. I begin to see and I begin to experience a vision in my spirit, in my heart, in my mind. I begin to see things from God's perspective. Yes, yes, yes. Wow, I've read this before, but I've just got to get over here and get it. Man, I'm flying by the seat of my britches today. <laughs> totally. Everybody say, Brother Scotty, it's just the mailman. Yes, Come on. Yes. <laughs> I'm just going to bring it. It's his. It's his mail. It's not mine. <laughs> Revelation chapter five. Amen. Come on. Revelation chapter five. I saw the right, and I saw in the right hand of Him who sat on the throne a scroll written on the back, sealed with seven seals. And I saw a strong angel proclaiming with a loud voice, "Who is worthy to uh, open the scroll and to loose its seals?" And no one in heaven or on the earth, or under the earth, was able to open the scroll or to look at it. And I wept because no one was found worthy to open and read the scroll or to look at it. But one of the elders, let me have some elders in this house say amen. One of the elders said, no, 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 don't you weep anymore. Do not weep. Behold the lion of the tribe of Judah. The lion of the tribe of praise. Judah means The Lion of the tribe of Judah, the Root of David, has prevailed to open the scroll and to loose its seven seals. And I looked, and behold, in the midst of the throne, and of the four living creatures, and in the midst of the elders, stood a lamb as though it had been slain. Having seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God, sent out into all the earth, he came and took the scroll out of the right hand of him who sat on the throne. And when he had taken the scroll, the four living creatures and the 24 elders fell down before the lamb. Each having a harp and golden bowls full of incense, we come into this house offering God our harp, offering our bowls of incense, offering the lifting up of our voice. Offering the lifting up of our worship. Offering the lifting up of our praise before the throne of Almighty God. We do not sing unto men; We sing unto God Almighty. Wow. A harp, golden bowls full of incense, which are the prayers of the saints. Verse nine, and they sang a new song. Saying you are worthy to take the scroll, to open its seals for you were slain and you have redeemed us to God by your blood. Watch this in this house. Look around out of every tribe and tongue and people and nation. And you have made us kings and priests to our God and we shall reign on the earth. And I heard a loud voice and I heard, and looked and I heard the voice of many angels rather around the throne, the living creatures and the elders. And the number of them was 10,000 times 10,000, thousands of thousands saying with a loud voice, worthy is the lamb who was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. And every creature which is in heaven and on the earth and under the earth and such as are in the sea and all that are in them I heard saying blessing and honor and glory and power be unto him who sits on the throne and unto the lamb forevermore. And the four living creatures said amen and the 24 elders fell down and worshiped him who lives forever and ever. That's how we drink from the wells of salvation. That's how we interact with Almighty God as the river is released, as the presence of God flows, and as our hearts and lives are changed. Folks, we need to keep the King of Kings in the center. We need to keep the Lord of Lords on the throne. Not the plans of man, not the programs of man, but the move of the Spirit of Almighty God. It's the move of the Spirit of God that changes nations. I said it's the move of the Spirit of God, not going through the motions that change nations, change churches. An encounter with the presence of Almighty God, that Lamb who was slain from the foundation of the world. I want to pray for you before we go into our communion time. Father, may we all begin to encounter a mighty move of the Holy Spirit, a a refreshing move of the Holy Spirit in our lives, in our homes. May we never lose sight of how important it is to be in the presence of the King, to worship Him, and to know That his spirit empowering us is what we need. It's what we must have. It's what the church once again must put in the forefront. Oh, Father, I pray for all of us to have a desire to go deeper. That we would not be satisfied with ankle deep. We would not be satisfied with up to our knees. We would not even be satisfied with waist deep. But, Father, we want to get in the middle of the stream, of the flow, of the move, of the spirit of Almighty God. What you are saying now, in this time, in this day, and in this hour, that, Father, it would be a priority for us to always put you at the forefront of our lives. Father, then I thank you that every place that that river flows in our life, Life is going to be produced. Wow. Not just life, abundant life. And so, Lord, take us deeper. May we draw daily from the wills of salvation. God, speak to our hearts, I pray. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, Thanks again for listening to our audio podcast. If you would like to find out more about our church, you can visit us at life-church.org.